It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey guys, Gronk here, calling a 30-second hair huddle. When it comes to tackling hair loss, Hims has you covered. From clinically proven regrowth treatments to thickening shampoo and conditioner. Just go to 4 for a free consultation. Then a licensed medical provider can help you with your game plan. If prescribed, Hims ships directly to your door. Get your hair back in the game with Hims. Try today and get a 90-day money-back guarantee at 4 Just go to 4 slash NFL. That's 4 slash NFL. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. You are Locked On Packers, your daily Green Bay Packers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We said four quarters, all gas, no break. You guys did that today. Hell of a job. R-E-L-A-X. Relax. We're going to be okay. It is time. It is time. I feel like we can run the table. We're going to do it. You are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for SB Nation and Packer Report. I cover the NFL around the internet, and you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. You can like us on Facebook. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts. Wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked On Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet. And the show for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. Our Friday show in the offseason, I'm going to try and do them every Friday. We'll do some Periscopes, so make sure you're following on Twitter to to get the updates for that. I'm going to try and do it once or twice a month just so we have a little extra fan interaction. I think it's going to be a fun part of making sure we're getting your questions in this offseason because I know not everyone uses the Locked on Packers fan hotline, though I highly encourage you to do so. Hit me up on Twitter. Uh, Wherever you can, I am always calling from those platforms to try and get your questions on the show because it's my job to make sure that you're getting the answers to those questions. And so I I do have uh, at least one question that I want to answer, but we do have some news to get to because it's Super Bowl week and that means a lot of players are making the rounds, guys are doing interviews. And one particularly interesting note came out of the last few days And that was a bit from Zadarius Smith, a Packers captain. Okay, Zadarius Smith goes on Pro Football Talk and tells Chris Sims that the Packers need to leave a bit earlier to help get adjusted to West Coast trips. He admitted that even in the NFC Championship game, he didn't feel ready to play mentally, physically. And this is something that the Packers are going to have to take a look at. And and I understand from a fan's perspective, you're going, how is that possible? This is the NFC Championship game. This is the Super Bowl on the line. How are you not up for this? But you have to remember this. The offseason for these guys, Zadarius Smith in March, signs with a new team, immediately comes to Green Bay. He gets his family settled. You, you move into the offseason process. You get your workouts in. He is immediately thrust into this role as a leader, one which he attacks with alacrity and comes in and immediately becomes the best defensive player for the Packers, one of the best defensive players in football. Goes through the offseason process 
April, May, training camp in July. You go through a grueling stretch installing a new defense, figuring out new players, and then you have 17 weeks of games, the toll of which is staggering. You go in and you do have a first-round bye, but then you play a tough game against a very good Seahawks opponent. And we are talking now about eight, nine months of preparation, of work, physical and mental exhaustion pushing you to the brink. And there are days when you go into the office and you're not ready to go. There are days when you attack your job and you just think, "Ah, I'm just not in it today. And that is without all the extenuating circumstances that contribute to an NFL game. You have to fly. Imagine if you had to fly to your office one day. Or you fly in the next day. I'm sure you've been on a business trip at some point in your life. Or a family vacation. And that first day after, you feel like crap. You don't feel sharp. You don't feel physically 100%. This is a a stressor of every NFL team. Every team has to face these things. And Zadarius took the the blame bluntly and, and on his shoulders and said, as a leader on this team, it's part of my responsibility to make sure this doesn't happen Again, and when we talk about a team learning to win together, this is exactly what we mean. A young team that has not yet fully coalesced with new leadership, young leadership. Kenny Clark did a a Twitter AMA the other day and was asked to describe Matt LaFleur in one sentence or in one word. And he said, leader. Just because you have good leadership doesn't mean that everything is perfect all the time. Matt LaFleur has changed this team. Zadarius Smith, Preston Smith, they've changed this team for the better, but that doesn't mean everything is perfect all the time. What's great about this team in particular, especially headed by Matt LaFleur, is he's shown a willingness to say, if things aren't working, how can we change them for the better? It is not the kind of attitude that says, well, this is how I think it works best, and it didn't work this time, but it will will work Next time, it's not the coach or leader that Matt LaFleur is. And that is critical for the Packers if they want to get better, if they want to rise to these moments. And it's not as though San Francisco has a bunch of players who have been there before and done that. I mean, Richard Sherman, D. Ford, Joe Staley has been in big games before, Emmanuel Sanders a little bit. They've got plenty of guys on that team that were not big game experienced kinds of veterans, but they get to play at home. A lot of them are used to Kyle Shanahan. They're used to Robert Sala, who's in year two. So there's a little bit more continuity there. Those kinds of things on the margins matter. Now, the difference was not the Packers being ready to go versus not in this final outcome. The 49ers are more talented. They were better coached. They had a better plan and they executed better. So none of this is an excuse to say, oh, the Packers, they just they weren't up for this, and that's the reason they lost. No. There were myriad reasons why they lost. But the fact that they are reflecting on them and, and trying to figure out how they can get better, where they can improve to push this team to the next level, to get them to that next point in, in the team's development so that they can be the guys playing in Miami this weekend, that is something that we don't often think about in these off-season discussions. 
How are they going to get better in these marginal ways, in these small, soft skill kind of ways, in these non-quantifiable ways? And are they looking at everything, including travel schedules? Brad Stevens for the Celtics changed travel schedules for his team. He felt like it worked. Other teams started following suit, traveling at different times. Every team in the NBA traveled a certain way for the most part. Brad Stevens said, I don't think that's the best way to do it. It doesn't make sense for sleep schedules, so we're going to change it. And they think it works for them. If the Packers players think it helps, then it helps. Because if they think that the extra rest puts them in a better position to succeed, then they have that confidence. They don't need someone, as Zadarius Smith said, slapping them on the shoulder pads to make sure they're ready to go. They don't need that kind of extra motivation or extra kind of wake-up to get them into that game. And and we saw it. That, that Packers team was not ready to go in either 49er game. Certainly offensively in the first one, but offensively or defensively in the second one. They have to find a way to create that for themselves, and they have to find a way to get themselves up for these big games. And if you're having a problem getting up, BlueChew.com can help. BlueChew.com brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach, and since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. Remember, this isn't just for guys who can't perform. It's for any guy who wants a little extra function to enhance his performance in the bedroom. BlueChew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor visits, no waiting in the pharmacy and best of all no more awkwardness right now we've got a special deal for our listeners go to bluechew.com and get your first shipment free when you use the promo code locked on just pay five dollars shipping again that's bluechew.com promo code locked on to try it free if you today's episode is also brought to you by my bookie if you enjoy football and have a heartbeat then you know what's coming it's that time of year plan a party get the snacks ready and get your wagers Locked in because the Super Bowl is finally here. You've got a feeling about who's going to bring home the Lombardi Trophy, and you do not want to miss out on your last chance to get your bets in before the NFL season ends. My bookie features the most complete lineup of Super Bowl props of any sportsbook in the business. The amount of betting options is unrivaled, and you can simply visit mybookie.ag slash party now to access a printable prop sheet for the big game. Plus, if you deposit right now, they'll match your deposit halfway. That's basically free cash to throw down on your best bet. This is the last chance to take advantage, so sign up now in our promo code locked on when you make a deposit. That's promo code locked on to get a jump start on your bankroll. MyBookie.ag. You play, you win, you get paid. All right, I want to address a question I got on Twitter from Brandon Christensen. He said, thoughts on Greg Olson to the pack? And on Twitter, I said, you know, look, maybe, maybe. And it is, you know, it's it's an interesting idea because I, I think Greg Olson can still play. The question is, does he want to? He's been dabbling with the broadcast the last few years and, and thinking about it and talking about it. And he strikes me as the kind of guy who would rather get out a year early than a year late. He just seems like a thoughtful dude. Even though he's very tough, he's he's uh, always been a great blocker. And it's not like he's, you know, soft. We don't, ha- we don't have to worry about something like that. And I don't even really like that word in sports to begin with. But it has a connotation that I think people can understand. Olsen is 
better than Jimmy Graham would be. I don't think this is the kind of thing where you say, oh, we're just replacing one old tight end with another one. No, not quite. Greg Olson is not as physically uh, degraded, and, and maybe that's an ungenerous term to use, but he is not as diminished. Let's go with that. He is not as physically diminished as Graham was. He can still block. Jimmy Graham could never really block. Jimmy Graham was always... Uh, the the sum total of his receiving abilities. Olsen would provide more than that. Now, it sounds like the Packers want to want to keep Mercedes Lewis. It sounds like he wants to stay and help this team compete for a Super Bowl. He likes playing in January. That makes a lot of sense. You elevate Jace Sternberger. Mercedes had glowing things to say about Jace, the rookie, the nastiness that he provides, and and him getting after the defense when they would play the scout team defense couldn't cover him. Yes, it's the scout team, but he he's a really talented young player. He's going to see an elevated role, but having another tight end who can play when, when the Packers want to play all these tight ends would make a lot of sense when you think about how Matt LaFleur wants to play offense. Now, could it be someone they draft? Yeah, great. I think the best path for them forward is Mercedes Lewis back on a, on a short-term deal you elevate Jay Sternberger. You give Big Bob Tanyan. He is uh, an exclusive rights free agent, which means Green Bay can bring him back at the minimum uh, without much trouble. And you draft a day three athletic blocker type, someone that you know right away can come in and block, but that could eventually develop into a receiving threat of some kind. There were a bunch of guys in the draft last year like this. Um, there are certainly some this year. I think that makes the most sense. I just think Greg Olson is, is someone that that you consider. He does not hurt your culture in any way. If anything, he helps it. You give him one shot to, to win a Super Bowl maybe before he hangs it up. It, it would be in keeping with what Green Bay wants to have in their locker room, and he would be someone who could help them on the field. Do I think it's the best way to move forward? No, but it is a potential option. I also want to discuss something as it relates to the Packers coaching staff, because it's more than just the coaching staff. The Packers are moving on from Alvis Witted, their receivers coach, and he was a, a, a young coach in terms of his NFL experience. This was his first year as a coach in the NFL. Uh, he was a player in the NFL for a long time. And this is an extension of something we've seen from Matt LaFleur his entire tenure in Green Bay. If something isn't working, He's going to give someone else a chance to figure it out. Now, the rejoinder is, well, Mike Pettin. I will defend Mike Pettin. I think he's a very good coach who still is a player or two short. If the Packers draft Patrick Queen and this defense still can't get stops in the postseason, then we can have a discussion about what to do with Mike Pettin. I was by no means ready to move on from him at the end of the year. I just thought the Packers would consider it. Uh, and clearly they, they were considering it, as reported by Tom Silverstein. LaFleur gave Elton Jenkins the opportunity to compete for the left guard spot against Lane Taylor, not because he was a high pick, because he earned it. He played extremely well. He was already rotating in before Lane Taylor got hurt. Geronimo Allison not producing. Move in Jay Kumro. Alan Lazard. Alan Lazard playing the best? Okay, he's going to become the guy that gets all the snaps. Jimmy Graham not playing up to snuff. Okay, we'll rotate more of these other tight ends in. Big Bob Tanyan sees more time. Jay Sternberger sees more time, et cetera, et cetera. Now, on defense, Blake Martinez was a signal caller. They didn't feel comfortable putting Oren Burks in the game for whatever reason. Maybe they will in year two. Maybe they won't. And part of that is you have to have good options. 
Blake Martinez is the kind of player who's just good enough that you can't just try a rookie out there. Jeron Wilson was terrible, a net negative, and in all likelihood will not be back with the Packers. Blake Martinez wasn't terrible. He's just good enough that you can't replace him. The Packers now have the opportunity to replace him this offseason by not re-signing him, but you can't throw a young player like Oren Burks, who you don't have confidence in, out there and just see what he has. A receiver you can do that with a little bit. Just just let him go out there and run a couple routes, see what he's got. You can't really do that with your middle linebacker, especially in a defense where you're only going to play one. The Packers, with Matt LaFleur, have said they're going to compete at every spot. Coach, player, everything. And this is an extension of that. They did not get enough from their receivers this year. MVS regresses as a player, loses his confidence, whatever it is. That's a problem. Geronimo Allison, huge step back. That's a problem. Is it all on the coaches that this happened? No. But it's not no part of the coaches' fault. It is partially on the coaches who didn't have these guys prepared. Aaron Rodgers, you know, we've, we've talked about his trust level with these guys. It certainly is on the coaches that even in midseason, the only guy besides Devontae Adams that, that Rodgers really trusted was Alan Lazard and Jay Kumaro. The fact that Allison sort of fell off that list and that MVS was not on that list, that speaks to coaching. And Matt LaFleur has said, look, we're just not going to tolerate that. You either perform or we'll find someone who will. That's what this is about. And this, this dovetails with our point about Zadarius Smith. The Packers are always looking for ways to get better. This is a signal of a new era in Green Bay where everything is under the microscope at all times. The process, everything, all of the players. Because Brian Gutekunst is willing to sign free agents. He's willing to trade draft picks. He is willing to do what it takes to sign restricted free agents and try and build the team that way. Matt LaFleur is willing to fire coaches. He's willing to move guys in and out of the lineup based on their deserving of those spots. Everything, every season, at all times, is under the microscope. And Matt LaFleur talks about this all the time, reviewing process, trying to figure out what went wrong and fix it. Now, that seems normal, but when it comes to process, it's not necessarily normal. A lot of NFL head coaches and and coaches in other sports view their process as sacrosanct. And Matt LaFleur, who... I think benefits from being a young coach and saying, I don't, I don't have a process. Whatever works is the process and any part of the process that doesn't work gets scrapped and we try something else. This is a sign of an evolutionary ability by this team that we had not seen under the previous regime. And I think ultimately spelled the end of that regime. All right, we're going to be back next week. A lot more to get to the Combine. It's February by the time maybe you're listening to this, but it's February by the time we get shows again, which means the Combine is just around the corner, and we will start our series. I have begun my tape study on these rookie, uh, well, future rookie receivers, and so we'll we'll start our off-season report card series with receiver. So talk about how we how we saw these receivers this last year what their outlook is moving forward, and how they can potentially get better, which college players to like, potential free agent options, trade options, all of that stuff will be coming next week. Remember, you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts. 
you will find Locked On Packers. And anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked On Packers fan hotline, you can do that, 920-341-3775 to stay Locked On Packers.